Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. All right, let's pray. Father, I just thank you for, Lord, this time that we gather, Lord, together to open your Word. There's been in the praise team has led us in worship. Lord, we we thank you as we worship in spirit and in truth today. In the power of your word, no matter what's going on in people's lives that, are, that have tuned in or that are here live, Lord, I pray that you would just speak to us in the world that we're living in to encourage us in the time that we live to reach people for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, every now and then, I, Lord spurs in my heart to look into his word about the end times. You know, it's interesting. I have a hard time believing this, but it's true from all the different uh, theologians and people I study and listen to that only, at the most, only a third of churches in the United States of America today, only a third of churches ever talk about the end times. Only a third. Two-thirds of churches. And I'm thinking, man, what, what... I mean, what are, they, what are they doing? Because in the world that we're living in, <clears throat> what is the, the rationale or what is the understanding of why things are happening? We know as believers what's going to happen. We know what we're living in. And I think sometimes we take for granted. We have this, um, we have this maybe a little bit of a blinders on, especially if you've been a believer for a long time or if you have, that <clears throat> we forget a lot of the world isn't. A kind of a side note along with that, you know, we get caught up like the United States is, you know, <clears throat> everything revolves around us and as far as the whole world, right? And I heard something this week that, do you know only 10% of all the world, only 10% speaks English. Only 10% of all the world <clears throat> speaks English. Or it's their first language. And, and I'm like, what? And we get caught up like, you know, <clears throat> we are the ones that know everything, do everything the best, so forth. And, and we, we forget there's a whole other world going on as we live in this United States. Well, there's a whole other world going on that doesn't know anything about what we're talking about. We're living in the most illiterate biblical time that we've ever lived in. It's up to us to share God's word and to be equipped. And the only way that we can is to keep our focus on why we're here and what, what we're here for. Well, look at, um, if you will, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to look at the Antichrist spirit versus the Holy Spirit in these last days that we're living in. Because we are living, as one person said, living in the last days, we're living in the end of the end of the end days. That's where we're at. In other words, if you would take um, all the different things that we would know about what's taking place in our world today. And like, we can't hardly take it in, filter it with everything that's going on. And oh man, when's the Lord come back? How long is this going to happen? It's like for years we were going down, we're going down a side street and all of a sudden you're going 30 miles an hour. Next thing you know, you see the entrance ramp to the freeway and you kick it into gear. That's where we're at. We're not on the street anymore. We're going so fast, we're now on the freeway when it comes to 
when the Lord's going to come back. It should change everything that we do, especially when we can read the Bible that was written a couple thousand years ago, and we can read it, and it's so today, it's up today, like it was written yesterday. How does that happen? How can we relate? Well, the Holy Spirit guides us in this, and the difference between that and the Antichrist spirit, which is in the world today, which we all live in, and we have the Holy Spirit within us. What, what does the Bible tell us? God's word in these last days that we're living in to point how people will live and what they will be about. Again, it was like it was written yesterday. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. But now, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times, in other words, stressful, unsettling times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, here we are again, people today, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Let me stop right there before I read verse 5. You put all those things together, and everything's about me, me, me today. It's all about what the person can get for themselves. This is about me. Every time you turn it in, it's about me, me. That's the Antichrist spirit. That's the spirit of this world. The difference is we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, what can I do as far as being a servant? The Antichrist spirit says, I want it all for me. I, I, I was showing a couple of our pastors. I have a hard time believing this, but I'm, I'm studying all the time, and I was watching an influencer, I don't know, it was on TikTok, I think it was on YouTube shorts, anyways, so, so I'm looking at this, and the guy says, you're not going to believe this, and so it shows this girl, you know, an influencer on YouTube does that as they're living to make money, just like all of you do, we do, you do something, whatever it is, to make money, which is their livelihood, well, they're an influencer on YouTube, and that's what they do, well, this one young lady, she's probably 25, 26, her father passes away, and the guy goes, you're not going to believe this. And so she's actually in front of the casket, and she's like posing. Hey, you know, hey. That's what she's doing in front of her father's casket. And the guy goes, you're not going to believe it. I had to watch it two or three times. She's getting about two or three poses, you know, in front. They had to blur the, the, the father out in the casket. And she's putting all these hashtags on her. I'm going, I don't believe I'm seeing this. But, you know, this, this is our world. It, it's shocking to think, what, here's the thing that we say to ourselves when we, say, we just read those, those verses. I know you say the same thing I do. Man, what are we going to see this week? What's next? Well, look at the next verse. Having the form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Having a form of godliness. You know who I fault where we are today in our world spiritually, and that Antichrist is rising up more than we've ever seen as we get into these last days? That, that spirit of the devil, and we see it rising more and more. Here's who I fault more than anybody else. I fault those that are in my profession. I fault those that are pastors or evangelists, if you want to say, that are, 
on YouTube or whatever it might be. Because you know why? It's about the skinny jeans and the smoke machines and speaking about cotton candy. You ever, as a kid, when you had cotton candy, oh man, it, you take it, it's always mesmerized me is when you take, you eat cotton candy, man, it tastes great, but it's like, what happened, where'd it go? What happened to it? Where's it at? You know, and then after a while, you just eat so much of what happens, you get sick, right? This is what is happening in our world as far as those that are trying to influence from the pulpit. Having the form of guidance. Oh, we'll get up and we'll talk a little bit. I'm amazed how many pastors I can get up and see. When are they going to use the Bible? There's no hardly any Bible used. And of course, you don't hear anything about sin and all the different. There's no boundaries today. Do we see what we're living in? There are no boundaries. Anybody can do what they want to do. Nothing is called sin anymore. And if we true, do try and point it out, well, we're just, how haughty of us, or we're being judgmental. And all God is saying is those that are in my profession having a form of godliness but denying us. What is that actually telling us? It means there's no substance to it. In other words, it's just the same as a motivational speaker. I don't have any problem with a motivational speaker as they are tagged as that. But that's what, a, that's what has happened in the pulpit today. There is no right or wrong, and especially not being taught and hasn't been taught for years. And this is where we're at. God is showing us right here in his word, this is what's taken place. The Bible also tells us that we have our spirit that is the spirit of truth. You know, you can have in this world, you can have something which is called intuition. Let's take a mom, for example. Any mom, whether a believer or an unbeliever, has that intuition that they just know. They, they might be talking with a group of people, but they always have their eye on wherever their child is, right? They just know. They have that in them as a mom. There's intuition. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. That's really good. But what we have to have in our world today, as believers, we have that, but we, also, we have to have discernment today. Discernment and wisdom comes from above. That's what the Holy Spirit gives us. Not just about, well, I'm going to look and I'm going to try and figure it out. If I study enough about it, the devil's greatest weapon with all of us today is deception. It's making something bad look good, making something good look bad. That's taken right out of the, the Old Testament. Whoa. Isaiah 5.20, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. To those that take light and it becomes darkness, but the darkness now is light. That's where we're at. We're getting to the place to where you and I are getting placed that I, I don't know what's going to happen down the road as far as the stance that we're going to have to take. I just know that God has called you and I with the spirit that's within us to be a light. Let me give you another example. I want you to look at another portion of scripture so we can understand this even more because of the world we're living in today. We just shake our head. Second Thessalonians chapter, you know, second Thessalonians in the New Testament, you know why it was written? Because in first Thessalonians, there was a confusion going on in the church. And the world 
And those scoffers of the day were telling him, oh, this whole Lord thing, the Lord's already come back. This whole thing's already happened. You missed the boat. You're gone. It's done and over. Paul actually had to encourage those in Thessalonica, in the church there, to say, no, 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 that's not true. And I'm going to write you again to let you know this is when the Lord's going to come back. This is how it's going to take place. The Antichrist spirit will always do whatever it can, always to discourage you. That's its goal. That's what Satan wants to do. He wants you to doubt. Oh, you've been following the Lord all these years, and look, 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 nothing's going to change. I mean, why did this happen? You know, and all those things start flying in your head. That's the Antichrist spirit. And the Bible says we have to be so careful because why? Because right now in these last days that we're living in, what does 2 Thessalonians tell us? Chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Now, brother, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as it is from us as though the day of Christ has come. So he's encouraging him. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who exalts himself above all that is called God. That's the Antichrist who will come and do that. Or that is worship so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do, not, do you not remember when I was still with you? I told you these things. And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. Let me stop there just for a minute. And now you know what is restraining. What is restraining? The Holy Spirit is fighting right now in our world against that Antichrist spirit. This is why we turn on the news every day, what I share with you, that influencer, or the verses that we just read. That's to life. We're living in it. We're actually living in these times that we're seeing this war going on in the spiritual world. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's amazing to see what is happening. You know, I, I'm not, I try so careful not to get into politics because I, I just want to be so careful not to do that. But I want to say this one thing because we've just had an election and so forth, a midterm election. Do you know somebody who actually was voted into office, I'll keep it very generic, was voted in that... That on their platform, that they actually stated it was all right to have an abortion up to the time of birth. They were actually voted in. You say, what? They, what are you talking that, This is what we're living in. Little by little by, I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. What's happening? The restrainer that we see, and this is what's taking place, and I want you to get this picture, and I'm going to make it real clear for you in just a minute, that we have the Antichrist spirit that's working powerfully. You, you as believers, are there why? You as a believer are, are holding back that spirit today. You are the one that is doing that because the Holy Spirit that dwells within you and I as a believer is actually being a part of this warfare that's taking place. But as we get closer to the Lord coming back, it's going to become fewer and fewer. I sent Pastor Ernie about a, a pastor I've watched for years on YouTube and really respect his ministry. Totally is doing just what that verse said. 
I'm shocked, but he has fallen away. He's fallen. You say, what do you mean falling away? In other words, what used to be without a doubt, truth was truth when it comes to God's word. Jesus is the only way. Believe all the Bible. No, he's not doing that anymore. He said, eh, I don't know about it. Well, Jesus didn't really mean that when he said that. Well, what, do you, what do you mean? Because what I'm here to tell you today, be careful because if not, the devil will do exactly what he does to me, to all of you. He will confuse you. He's the author of confusion. God is the one who gives you truth. I've seen it again and again and again. 80% of divorces that take place in 40 people that are in their 40s and 50s, 80%. A woman has, has made it happen. You say, what do you mean by that, Dallas? And I'm not trying to... To, to side with one or another, whatever. What I'm saying is that is she has been influenced now by the world that you deserve better and you oh, I need this for you. And, and, you know, what do you mean about raising these kids and you're doing that and you should be out having a career and all this? That's fine if you want to have a career and you want to have kids up. But they're saying that you missed it all because you were there taking home with the kid or whatever. Bam, bam, bam. All these things. All their friends are divorced now. And, man, we're having all kinds of fun. And, man, you, you know, you don't need to take that. And all these other things. 80%. Why? Because they're believing the lie of the Antichrist spirit. And the Antichrist spirit in our world today is all about me. It's all about me. And the Holy Spirit is all about what can I do to reach other people for heaven? What can I do to serve my mate? What can I do to make this place that I live in a better place? Let's continue with that verse, and we'll look at one more verse. And now we know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of the lawlessness is already at work. What I just talked about. Only he who now is restrained will, will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. I'll refer to that just when I close in just a minute. But I want you to recognize something. This is so important. The closer we get to, to, to we see in the last days that we're living in, it's going to be harder to be a believer. Why is that? Because, the, you ever, you, you, example, you take a balloon and you just kind of let the air out, let it out a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. That, that's what we're seeing with the Holy Spirit is going out more and more and more. It's not happening. And the Antichrist spirit is rising more and more and more. And that's what you turn the news on or you turn on YouTube. Everything that you see is explained right here. We're right there. We're living in these times. And, and what are we going to do about it is what the Bible says in just a minute that we're going to close with. But I want to give you a great example for where the Holy Spirit is left. It's where I grew up. It was 2324 Manchester Road. The church I grew up at was saved at my grandfather started. Thousands of people, the Holy Spirit was working in an unbelievable way for decades. And what has happened, one thing led to another, one thing led to another, one thing led to another. And the Holy Spirit has let, it is gone. There's no one in there now. There was no one in that building as the Holy Spirit thrived. Nothing could come in there. There was so powerful, the people that were getting saved and the lives that were changed year after year since the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s. And all of a sudden, one thing led to another, led to another, and the place is empty. And what has happened? As a police officer told me, there is not one place 
out of 265,000 square feet, there is not one place in that building has not been vandalized. And all the destruction that has gone in there. Why? Because there's no restraining in there. There's no Holy Spirit. It's gone. The place is empty. It's Ichabod. The Holy Spirit has left. The Spirit of God is gone. That gives you an example of what is happening in the world. The Holy Spirit is, God lets us live with free will. You want to live away and live this and do it? Fine, go ahead. I'm not going to push you to do that. But I want you to know as, as that happens and as the world starts to come to an end, that you will have no hope. Why do I speak the way that I do many times? Is because I, I want people to see in this dark world that we're living, there is an alternative. There is hope, there is joy and a peace in living the Christian life, not what we see in the talk shows and the way it's scoffed at in the media and all the different things that we see going on against Christianity. It is the spirit of the Antichrist and he will always lie to you. If he doesn't lie to you yet, he will confuse you, what will lead you to the road of destruction. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. He says, when I left here, I'm going to leave you me. In other words, Jesus said, I'm going to leave you me. I'm going to leave you my spirit, and the Holy Spirit that we have within us, it's an unstoppable force. The devil would just you, the only person, you against the devil will never lose because the power of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ lies within you. We can go into the throne room of heaven any time that we want to to pull down the power of God to protect our families and our kids and our marriage. All these things, Jesus is there to help. That's why when we pray, when we pray and we close in prayer and we finish those prayers in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for all this and the thing. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Why is that? Because it breaks loose. Jesus is the one who represents us in heaven because of what he did on the cross. And God always hears us because we come through the name of Jesus Christ when we enter into heaven. By the power of the spirit that God has given us. Do not, never Never, never underestimate the spirit of hope that you have within you. Let's close with this verse. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. How's he gonna do that? in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We've used one of those other verses that goes along many times in that same book, only in a different chapter. God will never disappoint you, ever, ever. He is the God of hope that is overflowing in your spirit if you let him. Hope, hope always gives you a future. Hope always says, you know, no matter how things are going, your job, your relationship, hope always says, you know what? You stay, it's gonna, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna work this out. 
And we're going to work this out in, in, in such a way that my spirit, meaning Jesus lives within you, always, always telling you, always, you always know. It's not just intuition, which is good, but it's always knowing. And his spirit is always showing us and giving us it. It's all right. You're going to have my peace. I know it's hard right now. That's the hope that we have because we know no matter what is in the last days, Jesus is coming back. What, is, what should that do for us? Okay, we have hope. No matter what you turn on the news, no matter what you hear with that phone call this week, you and I have hope. We're going to heaven. We're, I mean, I'm just here. People say, what do you do for a living? I, I just remind people. That's what I do for a living. I remind, what do you mean we remind people? I just remind people. That's all I do. That's what I'm here for. I'm just here to remind you to, to recalibrate your first day of the week, to go back in this world, that you have hope. The spirit of Jesus Christ that lies within you, that's there, that will never be taken from you as a believer. The devil will do whatever he can to confuse you and lie to you. But the spirit of God will be able to look and say, you will never, ever make the wrong mistake by waiting, by waiting on what God's spirit tells you to do. You say, well, you know, hey, I, we don't, I don't know how it, all, how it all works. I'm just giving you an example with me. The Holy Spirit will direct you in your steps as he tells us in his word. If we open the word up, there is a power, there is a connection, a catalyst when you throw the word of God in your spirit. There's something that happens that shows you what you need to do at work tomorrow. Something that happens that shows you in your relationship. That's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He's always there. And all we have to do is call upon him, wait upon him. The Holy Spirit always gives us first the hope of heaven. If you have the hope of heaven, you have the hope of this earth. But they said the worst thing about, about people that have died and gone to hell. More than the fire and the burning, and more than all that darkness, everything. The worst thing is, they have a sense. They know that there is no hope. Nobody's coming to get them. That's it. What do you and I have? We should have, knowing that hope, we can live, we can have joy, we can have peace. That's what God tells us why we're here every week. We can have joy and peace because we know humbly that we're going to heaven. Jesus saved us. Someone led us to Christ or we heard a message. We know we're going to heaven. And with that, with their families, you know, hey, no one loves sports more than me, but all the sports that you have your kids or all the different things that they can be involved with in school is not going it, to, it will somewhat, trust me, it will somewhat keep them out of trouble. But ultimately, only the Holy Spirit that you teach them and that you guide them with through God's word, that is what ultimately will help them make the right decision. And that's the same with us. What God is saying as I close with today, as we live in these last days, is that we humbly have the hope and we have joy and peace that some of us are here today that we know our loved ones are in heaven right now. We're going to see them again. And we're going to see them a whole lot quicker than what we thought. A whole lot quicker. And it's going to be amazing. So what should we have as I close? We should have a sense in our spirit of urgency. 
Because right now, the world is so dark, people are scared. The people that you work with, the people that you brush shoulders with at the grocery store, whatever it might be, people are scared. And all we have to do is have that smile on our face. And you know what is amazing to me? <laughs> people don't even know that you're a believer, but they know something is different. That's the Holy Spirit. God's given us that. And he will never take you down the wrong path. But what we need to know is there's people that we love, people that we care for, that are dying and going to hell. And with the light that shines within us, we can give them hope. Because that Antichrist spirit is working so powerful today that all you got to do, as I've said before, a football field is 100 yards long. You can stand on the other end in the middle of the light. All you have to do is flick a big lighter, and people can see it 100 yards away. That's how powerful a light can be. May we do whatever we can not to be selfish with the hope that we have and stay focused on that truth and not waver. And you will draw people to Jesus and you will give them that same hope that you have in your spirit. They will now have it forever. Let's pray. So your heads are bowed today and people are watching and, and, um, and there's just sense an urgency of what we're living in. And maybe you're there and you are living out in that dark world and you just so happen to tune in today or somebody told you to watch or whatever it might be. I want you to know I'm going to do my best to always tell you the truth. The truth is that we need help. We need to know how, how and what in this whole world, in the darkness that we live in, it's the spirit of the Antichrist. He's going to lie to you. He's going to confuse you. But right now, the Holy Spirit is knocking on the door of your heart. And he's saying, will you let me in? I won't force my way in, but I'm talking to you right now. Will you let me in? I want to give you joy and peace in what Dallas said today. I, I want, to, I want to write your name down in heaven. You're going to be there forever. I don't want you to go to hell. Hell is, the Bible says the beginning was made just for the devil and his angels. And now the millions that have gone there because they chose to live the way of the Antichrist spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to you today. No matter what you've done, God's word says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you pray this prayer with me to find heaven as your home? Jesus, forgive me. I believe that you're God's son, that you died on the cross for all of my sins. You lived a perfect life for me and shed your perfect blood on that cross for me. I don't understand everything but Jesus, right now, I ask you to come into my heart by faith, to save me, to forgive me for all of my sins. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for saving me. And you're my risen Savior now. From this day forward, help me to live by 
resurrection power. In Jesus' name. Father, as we close this service today, as we do every week, Lord, it is amazing how time has flown by with our church. And uh, Lord, we're getting closer to heaven. If there's someone here today, may a friend bring a friend or a family member. It's been leads us in this closing verse. We ask you, Lord, speak to them. May they step out. May they take this step of faith. And I can lead them to you. In Jesus' name. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.